welcome, welcome to the Grateful Thread Podcast, where we're creating a community for cool quilting newbies and experienced quilters to unite. I'm Ashlyn of Urban Dwell Studio. And I'm Lacey of Messy Quilts. And we're your hosts. Uh, a little bit about me. I'm a quilter of nine years. Yay. I primarily do t-shirt quilts, little pixel quilts on the side, and I love making custom creations for people to make their quilty dreams come true. I'm Ashlyn. I'm a serial entrepreneur, and the reason why we're doing this podcast, I'm just a harasser. <laughs> yes. True. And I'm also a quilter of seven months. Seven months. <laughs> but the fire hit hard. It did. Maybe. I don't know if most people experience that. Yeah. How many, quilts, how many quilts have you made this year? It's been 27. 27 in seven. Not even this year. Yeah. Seven months. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> mainly artistic quilts, yep. not square on square piecing. Correct. Mainly improv. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, what inspired us to start this podcast was we wanted to create a space where we could share our experiences in the quilting world um, as like the newer generation, as we're... We think we're really young, but like we're also we're, we're millennials and yeah. Gen Z will not miss an opportunity to tell us that we're old. It's true. You know, um, so we're aging into home hobbies and <laughs> learning new things. And we wanted to create a safe space where other like minded creatives could come together and share experiences. Yep. We found out through learning how to quilt. Like you said, our kids are starting to grow. Get yeah. a little bit older. As children do. As children do. <laughs> and the quilting hobby, kind of, we jumped into the quilting hobby and then noticed when we got into quilting that there's, n it doesn't feel like there's a space for you. Yeah. You don't know where you fit. You don't fit in with the traditional quilters. I, I don't feel like I definitely fit in with completely modern artistic yeah. people. Where there's do I fit? There's that big gap in between even modern quilts and art quilts and I think that's where many, many people do fall. And I mean, I'm not about to start a new chapter quilt guild. So like somebody can get on that and I will join. <laughs> right. If you want me to join your quilt guild and you start a mid-modern in between in between art <laughs> there's guilt. a lot there's a lot of people who i met through the modern quilt guild, quilt cons and things who have these master's degrees in science technology and they took what they learned through that and applied it to quilts yeah like and math that's so far out what i want to be doing <laughs> like i so, made this perfect circle and i will show you how to calculate this circle i don't, don't want to do that to line up with this other circle <laughs> so you can sit with us all right. Um, we are releasing episodes every other Monday. Would love to hear your ideas and suggestions. Uh, we are also right now currently asking for story submissions for our next episode releasing on February 6th about ways to save money for quilting. That one's going to be fun to talk about. Um, things uh, like ways to find affordable fabric, ideas to cut long arming costs. We want to hear from you. So you could submit those at www.thegratefulthreadpodcast.com under the contact tab. All right, let's dive into our current projects. What are you working on? I am working on all of the t-shirt quilts that I need to be working on. Are you all caught up? Um, almost caught up. Did you get Christmas done? 
Yeah, I did. One time. Of course I did. There are presents under those trees. <laughs> yes. With little fabric bows. And now they are thoroughly enjoying them yep. in the new year. And now we are gearing up for t-shirt quilting for graduation. Yep. My favorite time of year, to be honest. You guys, if you want a really cool t-shirt quilt and you don't want to make it, <laughs> <laughs> you should go to Lacey's website and... MessyQuilts.com. Yeah, MessyQuilts.com. I love t-shirt quilts. Some people don't love t-shirt quilts, which I will talk about later, which I didn't know. Yeah. I love them. I mean, they're cute. They're not my style, but I love them. If I had a t-shirt quilt made for me with my t-shirts or like a lost loved one's t-shirts, I would cherish it. Yeah. You've also made some really crazy like costume quilts. Yeah. I made one last year with this woman. She didn't want the quilt to be usable. She wanted it for memory's sake only, and I think it weighed 25 pounds. It was, it had to have weighed more. It was gigantic. It was humongous. <laughs> and every part of the costume, and, and I'm talking dance costumes, like high school sequin. sequin that the, they, they probably spent a good over $100 on these costumes that I cut up with scissors. Like, minimum, it was 100 bucks for each of those costumes. Oh, yeah. It's like those dance moms are uh-huh. your dance mom. Yeah, dance moms. I think it just gets crazier as it goes on. It was pretty intense and cutting them all up and putting them all in. I actually ended up appliqueing, which is where you. The gloves. The gloves. so cute. Uh Uh-huh. So. Yeah, that was like a Michael Jackson moment. Mm -hmm. It was pretty awesome. Um, I am working on more quilt patterns. (laughs) Yay. Yay. Um, My first one just released on January 9th. Along with our first podcast episode. Woo, woo. And I will have another one in April. Awesome. So, yeah. Congrats. Go check, them, go check them out. What's your website? <laughs> Thank you for that plug. <laughs> Tell me your website. <laughs> www.urbandwellstudio.com. And they are beginner friendly. Correct? Yeah, they're all beginner friendly. Lots of strip piecing and like technique building and just super simple. I wanted patterns that related to like modern quilters but also were like something that would fit in your home and I take a lot of like current design trends into account when I'm designing them because I'm really picky about that like I don't have any of my old antique quilts displayed Right. Even though I hoard them and that's one of the things that I collect and have for a long time before my business or whatever but like I wanted it to be something that was useful like a useful object that also looked really pretty awesome yeah should we dive into our main topic yeah for today? so today's topic we are talking about what to expect at the cut counter um so the cut counter is typically the place when you go into a fabric store where you get your fabric fabric cut um, we chose this topic and essentially this is the reason why we started the podcast, to be honest, which is why it's one of our first <laughs> yeah, ones. Is we've talked about the Grin- cut counter Grinch. Cut counter episode. Grinch. Yep. <laughs> when, uh, Ashlyn started quilting just seven months ago, she messaged me on Marco, which is where the podcast idea came from is yeah. let's just put our Marcos out in the world. For Shout out to Marco Polo for birthing this yeah. podcast. Marco Polo. Good job, Not mama. Sponsored. Marco Polo. <laughs> Um, Ashlyn had talked to me about a couple of instances that she had at the cut counter. And then I started compiling things that, uh, experiences that I had that were less than favoritory 
to where I thought, hey, maybe this is this is where Ashlyn thought maybe we should compile this together and see um, kind of what to expect at the cut counter, horror stories, all the things at the cut counter, what to expect at a fabric shop. Yeah, it's not really ragging on cut counter grinches, although it like kind of is. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to sit here and be, like, negative, but also, like, there's a lot of, like, mean old ladies out there just Mm -hmm. looking to ruin your day with their superiority and experience with quilting and rubbing in your face. And where where I live specifically, so I live in northern Utah County, but my closest quilt shop that I prefer to go to is 30 minutes from me that has the biggest selection. And... I get excited to go because I need to make a trip of it. I live out in rural Utah. I make a trip of it. So when I get there and I'm excited about my project and I met with unfavoritory reactions, it, it puts a damper. It's yeah. a little rain cloud on me. I do not live in rural Utah, um, but I will drive past seven or eight perfectly good quilt shops <laughs> right. to get to the one that I want. Shout out to Soot or Sotopia again. Um, but we... Yeah, we both were experiencing this and that it was kind of like when you relay an experience from your childhood with the sibling, you're like, you're putting together different parts of the story from your perspective. And all of a sudden it clicks and you're like, wait a minute, we were cheated by mom and she did have chocolate that whole time. Right. You know, right. But we wanted to talk about what to expect at the cut counter, how to go about doing it, and what the differences were between different quilt shops. Mm-hmm. You mentioned last time LQS, which LQS. is for Stacy out there, our one lone listener. Stacy and Fargo. Stacy and Fargo. Gee, <laughs> LQS is a local quilt shop, which I just learned recently um, as an acronym on the social medias. Um, so we just we wanted to talk about. Yeah, what to expect when you walk into a quilt shop, you have your pattern in hand, you have an idea in hand. What do you do? All right, we're going to role play walking into Joanne's. Because <laughs> I think that's where most beginners start um, until you realize, like, you need something different or your style really evolves and you get more confidence. Like, I'm not saying don't go to your local quilt shop. Like, honestly, you're probably better off starting there. I think most people stumble into it via fabric. And like what I've gathered is like lots of people love fabric and textiles. And that's one of the big things that attracts people to quilting is they see this fabric and they're like, I should make a quilt with this. I should like, do something with this. There's just nothing else <laughs> no. that I could possibly do, but make a quilt with this cute fabric that I just found. Right. Um, many people will say that, Quilting and fabric collecting are two different hobbies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they just happen to coincide. And the people that like both of them call themselves quilters. <laughs> and I am not a fabric quarter. It makes me stressed out with how little fabric I had. I buy what I need and that's all I get. I'm like very design oriented. So when I see a fabric that like I can really appreciate the design that went into it, I'm... I'm going to get like a quarter yard of it and just hoard yeah, it. Just have it. Like you, I will someday show my stash to you guys, but it just, it's not massive. I'm pretty minimal compared to most people. Also, I'm new. So 
<laughs> we'll talk. Ask, ask we'll talk on our five hundredth episode how we're doing on our stash. <laughs> we'll do a stash episode. Yeah. I like. I don't have a very large home or so very large sewing space, so I do like keep that in mind. But my stash is mostly all just like print fabrics that I fell in love with. But if you look at any of the quilts that I made, um, there's like maybe three total from this year of twenty seven that have print fabrics in them. They're all solids. Like, if I want to add a little pizzazz, I will add a, like, textured linen or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, the prints just really, they're stacking up. And I have hypothetical projects that I'll use them for, but, like, for now, they're just sitting there. Like, a whole Halloween collection <laughs> and a whole patriotic collection, which are, like, reproduction fabrics. And I fell in love with them from, like, the vintage quilt as I mentioned last episode, if you didn't listen to that, go back and listen. Um, <laughs> but like I was cutting up old and antique quilts and fell in love with some of the fabrics and would try to find their reproduction. And I found them and they were really wonderful, especially like they still feel modern and relevant. But they're definitely Civil War era fabrics. Um, yeah, I have probably like 40 fat quarters that are hypothetically going to be a 4th of July quilt someday. Put it on the list. Yeah, put it on my tab. WIPs. QFOs. <laughs> Acronyms. We'll have an acronym episode. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's role play. We are walking into Joanne. Got our pattern. We've probably been here before. Mm-hmm. To buy quilting fabrics, never. We've we've gotten tchotchkes to make random Christmas ornaments with our children, you know, mm-hmm. the Pinterest, like, I'm buying this ornament, I'm going to dip my child's hand in paint, and they're going to perfectly place it around this ball of ornament. <laughs> and it doesn't work. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, we've all done some sort of Pinteresty project like that. All right, we walk into Joanne. You're instantly inundated with the cinnamon pine cone smell in their little... Yep, in the holiday <laughs> section, in the and yard. It just, it smells like that the whole year. It's particularly strong August through November. Right. And then it goes away, and then it slowly fades, and then they bring it back next August. Yep. And, yeah, all right, that's your smell scene. Next scene. You walk in. Fluorescent lights. All the lights. Yep. They typically... And tile floor. <laughs> yep. Ceramic. Weird li- ceramic. linoleum. Uh-huh. You... All the Joannes are laid out differently, kind of like a grocery store, but you, it's the same sort of flow. Mm-hmm. You'll have your art section. You'll have your yarn section, which is usually at the back. Always Sorry, the back. Sorry, crocheters. <laughs> we don't want to talk to you. Go to the back. Go to the back. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing it's probably because you spend the most time looking for yarn. <laughs> right. Right. You do take a long time for fabric, but like yarn, you're just there for like an hour trying mm. to weigh your different... Uh, <laughs> Yarnage. Skein. Did we decide if it was skein or skein? I don't think we decided. I'm pretty sure it's skein. <laughs> and I also want to just say it like an old like Scottish... <laughs> My skein. I got my skein. My skein of yarn. <laughs> that was more Irish. <laughs> anyway, you're going to walk past all these sections and you're going to get to the fabric section. Yep. They have batting and foam, et cetera. Walk past that. You don't need it yet. You don't you're need going it. going to the fabrics. You're going to see jersey and apparel fabric. Yep. Ignore it. You don't, don't need that either. Sequence. Don't, you don't need it. Do it. Don't do it, guys. 
<laughs> I will tell you that story later. Just don't do it. It's really hard to sew with. You're going to go to the cotton and novelty print little section. It's not really little. You know what I mean. Usually rainbow order. Rainbow color wall is what a lot of quilt stores mm-hmm. will call their version of it. They recently got Kona. Oh, yes. Kona Fabrics. Shout out Robert Kaufman. Uh-huh. I love you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if you are like a real man, old man, or alive still. <laughs> I should maybe research that. <laughs> so, so we can interview him. <laughs> we are coming to you live with Robert Kaufman. Oh, that would be dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's Google that. <laughs> we'll add that in our fact check. All yes. right. Anyway, we you can choose your fabrics. You typically have your pattern with you. That it tells you how much you need. Yeah. This is like your recipe card. You're like walking into the grocery store and you have how much you need, how many bananas you need, how many <laughs> pie crusts you need, <laughs> etc. So you're going to follow that order and honestly if you're a little bit lost the person at the cut counter is typically very nice at joanne and they will really help you and walk you through your fabric needs all you need to do is line up and look for what you want to so look for your patterns yep look for your colors i kind of hope that you do this before because if you're doing it at the store it takes a really long time it's a little overwhelming and then when you have your children with you because you're just going to swing by the fabric store on your way home after the grocery store it gets to be a big mess (laughs) yeah it's not get an idea and typically patterns will have a quarter of a yard or half a yard of light fabric or a quarter of a yard dark fabrics contrasting fabric so you should have a good idea your recipe card should give you yeah and if you're like brand brand new and really unsure don't even buy the, the pattern yet. Look for a kit. Like yeah. that That would be my recommendation if you're a little bit timid on starting with um, fabric purchasing. And local and, quilt shops will have the kits typically yeah. hung on the walls. If you walk into a quilt shop, if you've never quilted before and, and you're like, oh, I just don't know where to start. Go into a quilt shop, look on the walls and find something that looks great. Yeah, they'll have all the cuts ready for you in a little bag. Exactly what you need. And it typically matches the pattern. Right. So they have an image and the image has the exact fabrics that you're working with. And I think that's really helpful mm-hmm. if you're not as like into substituting your own fabric choices, right. which I don't think everybody is, which I didn't know. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like that's something that I really like about quilting is making it my own. So I was shocked I. when I was like, you guys don't find joy in making this in a weird neon Version? No. Cool kits are a thing. <laughs> yeah. A big, big thing. Big thing. Yeah. And you can go a step further and you can get those pre-cut so they can cut them into uh-huh. the actual shapes that you need. Anyway, you choose your fabrics. You're, you're going to DIY this fabric choosing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You choose your fabrics um, and you are going to put them in your little cart. You're going to walk up to the cut counter. And what are you going to do at Joanne Lacey? You are going to buy a ticket. You're going to pull a ticket. Yep. Like an old-fashioned. Like an old-fashioned little. Stand in line. You need to find a ticket. And they've got the ticket counter above them where they're cutting. Yeah, the counter. And before we get there, you're getting bolts of fabric. Yeah. You're getting the big, long bolts. It's wrapped around. It's wrapped around. And you're going to wheel it up. So I have a little secret about the ticket counter. If I know what I'm getting, typically when I go to Joanne's, I know I need one or two things. 
I'll go look at the number and see what the number's at and pull my ticket before. Uh, yeah. I probably shouldn't say that. Well, I mean, worst case scenario is they call your number and you're not ready yet. Right. And then it goes to the next person and that person feels like a freaking lottery winner. Yeah. That's happened to me a few times. So when I get there and I see that there's a lot of people standing around the cut counter, I will grab my ticket before I pick my fabric. Yeah, yeah that's a big uh, Black Friday yeah. and like Halloween, Halloween time. You pull your ticket first, you have your ticket, and then they'll call your number over the speaker. Yeah. Again, you, you need to have an idea of what you're getting. If you're there to browse and look and take yeah. your time, maybe wait. But I grab my ticket before. Yeah, that's a great tip. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you grab your ticket. Up above the cut counter, there's a little number counter, and that tells you what number they're currently calling and helping. They'll call out numbers like you're at a restaurant mm-hmm. picking up your your order at Costco. (laughs) 45. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Um, And then you'll step up and when it's your turn, you're going to you'll hand them a bolt and you'll say, I need this amount and we can talk about amounts and yardage is what it's referred to in most patterns and basically the whole industry. Um, There are pre-cuts that you can buy that are like the most beautiful and Mm -hmm. enticing yummy yummy things (laughs) they're beautiful like when you fall in love with a quilt line and you want all of it that's a really great option you can do like a fat quarter bundle you can do um what are called charm packs which Mm -hmm. are five inch squares. squares yep and then mini charm packs are those two and a half or three I would assume it's two and a half if the five are okay. regular. I'm going to guess two and a half. Oh, yeah. We'll fact check that too. Okay. I like think it's like that. Big. Uh-huh. Um, and then there are jelly rolls, which are lush. So, and I have actually <laughs> never used a jelly roll. Nor have I. I have two of them that I've been gifted and they're just, they're still in the gen- jelly yeah, roll. They're just pretty looking. I don't want to pull them apart. Yeah, think like gigantic cinnamon roll and that's the size of it. And it's every like fabric or at least like a, collection of fabrics and they're two and a half wide by like the width of the fabric so About 44 and 44 there's 40 inches. of them there's 40 fabrics rolled up now they're just like stuck together and rolled in a little cinnamon roll and tied together with ribbon and it is magic and so, there are some patterns that will say yeah jelly, jelly roll, roll friendly fat quarter friendly charm pack friendly mm-hmm. etc and that's a really great way to get a bunch of different fabrics for I don't think it's a lot less money, but you're going to spend a lot less time mm-hmm. combining fabric options. And and if you're like me, where I don't, I'm not great with fabrics, I'm still learning that part of it. It's it's usually by designers yeah. and then they'll just put it in so then I can just use it and it looks all cohesive together for me. Yeah. So they're already curated and they already match and are good mm-hmm. scale and work together well. Okay, let's do cuts. You're stepping up to get your cut of fabric, and you're going to tell them how much fabric you need. Mm -hmm. And on your little fabric recipe card, aka pattern, it will tell you eighth of a yard, quarter of a yard, etc. And we'll go over those length or widths really quick. And so an eighth of a yard is typically the like least amount of fabric that you can have cut at Joanne. Yes, some local quilt shops do not allow eighth mm-hmm. of a yard. They so do quarter only or even half a yard only. Only. Um, so if I only need a little bit, 
I will ask them, what's your minimum cut? Yeah. So that I don't look stupid saying I need an eighth. And they're like, you know, we don't take an eighth. And for the record, like you never actually look dumb. But if you're introverted like us, it just (laughs) is demoralizing Uh to be corrected by like for something like so minuscule. And honestly, how many quilters are introverted? Most like that's us. why everybody's listening to this yeah. podcast because they're at home sewing right now right. with their ear pot in. Right. Like I can think of like maybe five extroverted quilters yeah. that I know. And like all of us are scared. You all know them too. Because <laughs> yes, the five- they're the most famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, some local quilt shops don't allow less than an eighth or less than a quarter yeah. yard cut. Set yourself up for success. Be like, hi, what is your least minimum minimum cut? And if you need an eighth of a yard and they're like, oh, we only do a quarter, then you can just be like, fine, I'll suck it up and take a quarter. You know, it's a little bit more, but not by a lot. And a yard is 36 inches. 36 inches. And half a yard is 18. Mm -hmm. A quarter of a yard, nine. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And an eighth of a yard, four Four and a half. Goodness. <laughs> By the width of the fabric. By which... the width of the fabric. So your your area is 4.5 times 44. 44. Minus a couple inches because you have that little selvage on the end. Right. Um, which I would hope all pattern designers are taking into consideration. That's true. I, I That's pretty much like industry standard. Um, and then we can go back to fat quarters, Mm-hmm. really quick yep. and those are quarter yard cuts but not quarter yard off the bolt yes the think quarter. of a 36 inch by 44 inch rectangle and it is cut into a quadrant and one of those quadrants equals a fat quarter so it is a quarter of a yard in that regard versus the full width so mm-hmm. And when I started quilting, I found patterns that were fat quarter friendly because you would walk into, and even Joanne has them, your local quilt shop has them, the little folded, beautiful. I, I cannot so, leave a fabric store. No, without a fat quarter. <laughs> and, and I will tell you how many times I've Googled how many fat quarters are in a yard. Yeah. <laughs> quarter. It's fours. four. <laughs> There's four. Still, it's, it's just math. <laughs> <laughs> math is really hard sometimes though. it just like it just doesn't make sense sometimes to me so yeah yep. so you can buy entire fat quarter bundles mm-hmm. that are like the term packs like the jelly rolls and they are their own curated versions and designers typically have those assigned but then there's a lot of like indie small online quilt shops that will curate their own bundles which is just my favorite so great thing. And like you'll get different cuts from different um, lines and designers and even just different um, manufacturers. And so to be able to combine them like that gives you a really unique quilt. Yeah. Yeah. Especially starting out. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. it's a great way to go. And like I don't really condone fabric hoarding, but there's something really refreshing about I need something for this and then you already have it because you're. Yeah. Kind of adding to your stash as you go. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, take that with a grain of salt. Like, you don't have to collect fabric, but, like, <laughs> you'll be in really good company if you do. It's nice to have it on hand when you're like, I need a little bit more of this. Yeah. It's been rare that I've needed more than, like, 
four inches <laughs> right right so it is a little excessive <laughs> but you need a little something something every once in a while all right um and then let's talk about ordering online oh yes typically i don't like there's very few online shops where you can order less than a half of a yard mm-hmm. and many many are a full yard um i guess a lot of etsy little shops can do like a quarter of a yard but for the most part like you're gonna be looking at a half yard minimum order which right. i mean if you're you ordering all of your fabric that way maybe you're in a rural area and you're not blessed with living in the <laughs> fabric quilt mecca aka utah, utah. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't get to pick and choose where you shop for your fabric and that's your reality maybe you have to be a little bit more creative about how you're using your fabric and repurposing it for more than one quilt. Um, But I hope you can get to real fabric stores every once in a while. I often use my extras on the back. Yeah, that's a great way Mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. Um, But I think like having a full half yard of every fabric when you don't need it could be a little bit overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend looking for places that you don't have to order that full yardage unless it's what you really want. And freaking go for it. There's no quilt police. That is basically the premise of this podcast. It's no quilt police. You can sit with us. Yeah. We're going to flip the quilt police. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about, we wanted to talk about warning people about widths. Wide widths. Wide widths. Widths of fabric. We talked about bolts. Particularly myself. Um, I recently pieced an entire quilt top using a wide width fabric thinking, you know, this is the same. It's a brand that is pretty popular mm-hmm. and I use their regular width. And all it the looked, time. it was white. Same exact color. It looked exactly, it was wide width 108 yep. instead of 44. Yeah. And I, I knew it was, but I was thinking like, oh, I'm being really economical and I got this on sale and it's the same thing. Why wouldn't I just use it? I had a little bit. It wasn't enough for a quilt back and it's not freaking same. (laughs) It's not the same. It has a different weave. It's a much looser weave. And I was left with a really messy quilt back, which I don't think would have been so terrible, but it was white And I had a lot of like red and solid blue and black fabrics that were the focal points of this quilt. And so Mm. all of their little threads were completely visible. I spent so much freaking time trimming up the back of this quilt. And like, I think from afar, it looks totally fine. If it were to hang at a show. It's no quilt show. (laughs) Quilt if it were to hang at a show, I think the judges would definitely call me on this. Um, which we can talk about quilt shows in a future episode because that's something that I've gotten really into because I'm really competitive. It's not about winning, but I just like the sport of it. There's something right? really satisfying about like creating this quilt for only people to look at right? And touch, which yeah. is really counter like to the whole quilt purpose <laughs> quilts are for warmth and for comfort and you can't touch to this the, one but sometimes they need to be on a wall yeah yeah 
And like, are my quilts perfect and the most beautiful? Definitely not. But it's really fun to be in a show. Yeah, you've been in a lot of shows this year. (laughs) Yeah, I have. (laughs) (laughs) We will, we'll save that for another one. Yes, yes, we'll talk about shows another day. All right. Um, Okay, so to go back to our fabric store, Mm -hmm. let's role play walking into, oh, Let's finish Joanne. We didn't yes, really finish that. We didn't finish Joanne. Okay. Well, you, you order your cuts. They're going to scan them and then cut the amount. The end of your bolt has a little barcode. They're going to scan it, enter into their computer system how much you ordered. And at the end of it, they are going to hand you your little stack of fabric. And they're going to be like, one second. And it's going to be like, they're going to hand you this receipt. Yellow, and it, yellow yeah, receipt. Ugly yellow receipt. Mm-hmm. And it has all of the cuts that you got and how much. And then you are going to not let your toddler hold this receipt. <laughs> and you are not going to lose it. Yeah. You're going to go to the checkout and you are going to hand them this along with your stack. And they're going to count. Make sure that it's all there slash you're not stealing anything. Mm-hmm. And then that's how they charge you for your fabric. And that's a Joanne. Yep. Uh, your local quilt shop don't doesn't usually typically have the number system. Yeah. It's usually just waiting in line because they're a lot slower. You just wait for people. But it's the same technique when you do get to the yep. front counter. I need a half a yard of this, a quarter yard of this. Yep. However, it's kind of reversed. Like you can get your fabric and then continue to shop around it, Joanne. Mm-hmm. But at a small shop, you're going to want to do your shopping first. Mm-hmm. Because after you get your fabric cut... As they are cutting it, they're putting it into the system. So and like, they're ready to check out right yeah, there. Like they want to check you out. And like most shops like are. I'm not going to say they're primitive because a lot of them have new POS systems. But I would say like suspending one order would be fine. But if they're getting that with multiple customers, like they just can't really suspend all of those orders yeah. while you continue to shop. Yeah, be so ready. Be ready to check out and leave once you get your fabric cut at the quilt shop. Um, or I guess finish your checkout and then go shop and do another checkout. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Just for like, just for flow. Um, what else do we need to talk about for this? Oh, just with your fabric, um, on your pattern requirement, I made a cool little tool that is called the pattern swatch key card and Ooh. it has on my, it's for my pattern specifically, but I have a generic one that by the time this airs, I will have on my website available for you guys to print. Um, and you guys can download it. And it has a little spot for you to fill in kind of like the brief color of your fabric need. And it's labeled like fabric A, etc. And essentially it's like a map for your pattern fabric. And it has a little swatch area you can tape or staple your fabric that you are using for your quilt and then it like keeps it organized for you and what you're subbing that for in your pattern that you're working on um below those little swatch spots it's little lines and you can write the name of the fabric which is hella helpful genius (laughs) and you can also write which fabric store you bought it from that's even better because 
ask me how many times I've walked into a fabric store and been like, I need more of this. And they're like, you didn't buy that here. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I did. And they say, no, you didn't. No, you did it. And so I drive to Sotopia and I'm like, hi, I need more of this. So I know that the couple that I go to, you live much more north than I do. So you go to different shops than I do. The one store near me tracks the fabric that I bought, mm -hmm. but none of the other places do. Right. So the way that I've tracked my fabric for my quilts is by taking a picture on my phone. And if any other quilters out there know what your phone camera album looks like, it's a whole lot of scrolling to find this one end of bolt, but I'm not even sure if that was the one that I used. Right. So that's going to be very helpful to just, you write it down. Yeah. And it's like just in the context of the pattern that you're working on. So yes. it's super helpful in that regard. I have used like the save system that they use at the quilt shop where it's mm -hmm. been really helpful. I didn't know that the fabric that I needed for that star quilt was called champagne. Oh, I, I wouldn't have guessed that because it ended up being like purple. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I was looking for purple fabric and they were like, oh, let's look it up in the system. And sure enough, there it was. So that was super helpful um, just to have. And. I mean, until we can convince your husband to make an app that you can scan your fabric in oh. and like catalog, nobody take this idea. We're going to make it. Okay. <laughs> Don't steal it. I will sue your <laughs> pants off. <laughs> until he makes this app for us where we can like cross reference all of these mm -hmm. different quilt shops into one system. Like there's just no real great way to keep track of it all. You're just... No. And I, and I know for me that when I'm making a quilt, I think, oh, I'm going to remember this, yeah. right? Because you're, you're, that's what you're working on right at that moment. The biggest lie I've ever told myself. <laughs> I'm not going to remember this. Like, I'm not even going to remember what picture like, the end the of the bolt off is. And you're like, screwed. Like, I, no idea. Like, so I also, I also think try to buy what you need when you're there. Like, yeah. you're trying to avoid having to go back to get more. I just finished a quilt that I needed literally one strip. You did too with your log cabin. Didn't yep. you need like... Yes, I, I literally needed three inches. <laughs> three inches of this one was, blue fabric. It was either get three more inches of the blue fabric to do the one last block or take a whole row off that you've already finished. Right, and that took hours. Yeah, no, you're, you're getting... I'm not going to... Take five blocks off of my quilt. No. For three. Yeah. So I went back. I trudged back and bought more blue fabric. Um, one other thing to mention is that a lot of fabric manufacturers print their fabrics on, and they're like one-offs. Mm -hmm. So like once that fabric, particularly Moda, mm -hmm. once it's gone, it is gone. Right. Like you are not, unless right. you go on an Easter egg hunt and you are looking for this magical unicorn fabric on the internet. Mm -hmm. And if it magically wasn't popular so and true. no one else is looking for it, maybe you'll find it. But once it is gone, it's gone. So if you really love a fabric and maybe you don't have a use for it, you should probably hoard it. I'm just saying. Right. Just <laughs> buy, buy a yard. Like, you, then you have it. Yeah. And like, if you hate it, you can always resell it. You recently... I did just do it. I did just do a de-stash on Instagram. Yeah. Other other bankers want to buy it from you too. Yeah. It's, like, your fabric could be somebody else's unicorn fabric. Yep, it's true. I think um, that's like talk LuLaRoe, <laughs> where they call it their unicorn <laughs> pattern that they really want. Um, in talking about fabric, I know we were going to touch on this earlier. Um, fabric quality and budget. Oh yeah. Um, tell me more about Joanne versus your local quilt shop versus online. 
I think as far as quality goes, you're going to find the best quality with like the reputable fabric manufacturers. You have mm -hmm. Art Gallery and Robert Kaufman and Riley Blake, uh, Moda, and Moda, Riley Blake, you know. Um, there's some really good new ones. There's like Paintbrush Studio. There's Figo. Figo. We were. St we can't figure out. I don't know. Well, Maybe you guys can pronounce it on Instagram we'll and fact tell check us. That one. Yep. Send me a voice memo in my DMs <laughs> and just say like it's Figo. <laughs> you idiot. And you don't find and you can't find these at Joanne. Right. And I mean, I did just learn that Art Gallery will be selling at Joanne. Oh, exciting for them. Yeah, for them. I think there's a lot of outrage in the. Yeah. Like, small shop community but mm -hmm. i think it'll i think it will be fine guys it will be fine there's it's a place for the everybody. same thing i don't necessarily think it's even art gallery being greedy like in a corporate sense it's kind of just spreading their brand and if that's their direction then that's fine and if it tanks for them then we know where to shop guys <laughs> There's a place for everybody. Like, I just, I don't think there's room to have outrage over where a fabric company is either. selling their stuff. And, and I think too that, and, and we have this for future episodes, is quilting is not a cheap hobby. No. It's, it's like, um, it's pretty exclusive in that regard too. Like there are not many hobbies that cost that much. Right. Which is our next episode is how to make quilting affordable. Like yeah. I know that for me making t-shirt quilts and monetizing some of it to support my hobby yeah is what i needed to do which again we'll talk about right which is why you find young poor people <laughs> just staying far away from quilting mm -hmm. right and, and and which is why joanne works for them yeah. like you their budget needs to be in what they can afford right. and bringing them down because they have quote-unquote joanne fabric right and there's absolutely nothing wrong with Joanne fabric. I think there's more quality control with the weave when it's printed from like mm -hmm. a quilting company. Right. Um, and sold at your local quilt shop instead yeah. of Joanne. I prefer right. the local quilt shops. I like the, the quality better. Right. You can feel run. the difference between the fabrics and whether or not it's right or wrong mm -hmm. is kind of irrelevant. If you can't afford quilt shop fabrics, then... That's totally fine. You, and you love quilting, then fine. Um, Walmart sells fabric. You can get yeah. it there. And lobby. Yeah. Like if you're growing your skills and you love those fabric prints, then freaking use them. Don't let anybody tell you that your quilting is less than because you're not using premium. $13 a yard. Yeah. $13 plus novelty prints. Right. Which I am not bashing either by no the way. not at all because i buy 13 dollar a yard fabric right because that's but i will say in my early years right i i participated a lot in swaps and that's right. that's where i would shop because it was i was honing in my skills i was right. why am i gonna spend the bank right we'll these. talk a lot about like cost exclusivity on our next episode and like yeah. that hurdle to getting into the hobby is pretty large for mm -hmm. many makers to overcome and yeah I'm looking forward to that. Don't forget to share your stories for that. Speaking of stories. Which is our website. Let's share our website. www.thegratefulthreadpodcast.com. Yep. Contact page. Yep. Send share us a message. Tell, yep. tell us all your things. Okay. All right. Speaking of stories, we have stories from our open call for submissions from last time. We had asked for your cut counter horror stories or, I don't know, funny stuff. 
You want to go ahead and share yours? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll share my, my, cut, my cut counter horror story. <laughs> um, so I recently went to my local quilt shop and I, I make t-shirt quilts. And when I make t-shirt quilts, you use what's called stabilizer. It's this lightweight type of, not fabric, but... Yeah. I mean, it, interfacing is using the word to describe it. <laughs> it's interfacing, interfacing. It's a stabilizer. So you, you iron it on a t-shirt. Think like a dryer sheet. Yes. Texture. Texture that you press on a t-shirt and then it essentially makes your t-shirt thicker yeah. so that you can sew it. Um, as I mentioned before, some people don't like t-shirt quilting because of this. This is Haters. a big reason. <laughs> I don't mind it. It's therapeutic to put interfacing on t-shirts. So I'm standing at my local quilt shop and I'm, I'm buying fabric that has nothing to do with any t-shirt quilt that I'm making. But as I'm standing there, this woman frantically comes in. And this was, mind you, I think in the spring, just as graduation season was gearing up. So a lot of people start making t-shirt quilts in may april time <laughs> for it's <laughs> amazing a lot of this people this episode yeah, is brought to you by dutch brothers i was trying to sneakily what? take a drink <laughs> it's super secret and i was trying not to laugh so was at my local quilt shop a lot of people are making graduation t-shirt quilts in april may um, which means that your interfacing goes, people, everybody's trying to figure out what interfacing to use, where to use it, how to use it. New quilters are trying to figure it out. So I'm standing at the cut counter and this woman frantically buzzes into this, <laughs> this, uh, quote st store and says to the lady who's cutting my fabric, where's your interfacing? I need, I, I don't even know what I'm looking for. What is it? And the lady at the cut counter flippantly says, it's over there. <laughs> <laughs> shoes it's over shoes. there it's over there and i'd been to this quote store before so i and i'm trying not to like get in the middle of it because i'm a enneagram nine i don't Peasant. i don't really want to talk to people <laughs> but i can see that this woman is like a little bit flustered and the cut lady wasn't terribly nice about where it was or anything so i said what stabilizer are you looking for i can help you and I, I step away from the counter and I go talk to this woman. I'm making my first t-shirt quilt. I don't know what I'm doing. It's due in a week. I just, and she, I mean, she was just beside herself. So I stood there for a couple minutes and explained, you know, which ones I use, which one I like. Let me know if I can help you. And she's thankful. And I walk back to the counter and this, and this is where the kicker was, is I get back to the counter and the, the cut counter woman said, you make t-shirt quilts. Like, yeah. And I love them. And I had just started my business with me. I'd only made a couple. Yeah, so I was pretty excited. Like, oh yeah, I love it. And she looked at me and said, oh, I hate those. I hate making those. They're just, I hate them. And I like didn't even know what to say. I'm like, oh, well, I like them. Well, I just, I don't ever want to make. And I was like, okay. Okay, don't. Okay, then don't make them. Like, it, it just was a moment of like, made me feel a little bit insecure about what I was doing. It just, the whole experience, it was just very interesting. Do you have anything that has happened to you? Yeah, I have. It was like just a couple of months ago, I was at my, one of my local shops and I was checking out. I had just gotten my stuff cut because I was done and I was going to like check out. Um, and this lady who had been shopping, she was there just as long as me and she had not really made a move. 
Um, like I was, I'm aware of my situation and surroundings and I'm kind of watching her and like, she was the age of a woman that should know what she's doing in a quilt shop, but she looked confused and no one once asked like, Oh, do you know what, do you need help? Like, can I help you with anything? And which also as introvert, I'm like, yes, don't talk to me, please. Thank you. I will approach you. But this lady was like, finally interjected, worked up the courage and was like, Oh, I'm making my first quilt and I'm just not sure. Do these fabrics go together? And the woman at the counter who was helping me, like, kind of same thing. Like, like very, like, flippantly was like, uh, yeah, they're fine. Like, it's fine. Right. And, like, I, it, it wasn't a super negative experience, but it was probably, it would have been enough for me to not to return to that. Right. If that were my experience and that was my first quilt. And I was asking for help and... Like, I didn't receive it. Right. Like, you know when you ask for something and you don't get it and it just crushes you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I never asked for anything. Anyway, like, it just, like, broke my heart a little bit for her to, like, be stepping out of her box and trying this new thing. And that was one of her first experiences in a quilt shop. Right. Um so sad. Yeah, I know. Just like There's really disheartening. There's room for everybody. I mean, with all of these situations, like once you know your quilt shop ladies, it's a freaking blast to walk mm -hmm. in there and banter with them. But like, if you were at a quilt shop, can you maybe just work on being a little bit friendlier? A little bit nicer. If that you got own a quilt shop, could you maybe work on hiring people that are just a little bit more friendly and outgoing? A little bit nicer, especially to the new people. Oh, I need to shout out Village Dry Goods in Brigham City. Oh, I love them. I love that fabric shop, the energy. And uh -huh. like everybody that works behind the counter is just like so happy and so helpful all the time and cheery and greet you when you walk in. It's like, it's literally the quilt version of Cheers. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, we drove by, th we drove through, my mom and I, we were in Logan and drove back because I don't make it up there very often. Mm. And they were so sweet. Yeah. Shout just, out to Fran. You are just running a real beautiful shop. Uh -huh. And keep beautiful people. Keep it up. Um, all right. We have Jessica from Orem answered our call for submission on our website and told us about her experience. Yeah. So let me read this through. So she um, says that she went to a, a local quilt shop and as a new quilter, brand new quilter, and didn't know exactly what she needed got to the counter, very quiet and shy, and said, I need an eighth of a yard of this fabric, which they cut, which was good. They yeah. ate the yard minimum, which was great. She gets home and she unfolds it and then unfolds it again. <laughs> <laughs> so she ends up with this wide width fabric, which, which is you recall, was double of what she needed, 108 width, which, you know, I, I don't know if uh, she, you know, I don't know if that's a horror story per se. Did she say eighth of a yard or a quarter of a yard? I think she said, I don't, yeah, <laughs> an eighth of a yard. So she only needed a little bit of fabric. inches by 108. A few inches, four and a half inches by 108. That's a very long strip. I need a rope, please. <laughs> right, right. Because the cut counter didn't right, mention, verify. hey, you have an 108. They just assumed. Wide. Like, you know what you're doing. So double check your bolt, because <laughs> you never know what cut counter you're going to get. <laughs> Which is funny, because that happened to me yeah. 
where I got to the vocat counter a couple weeks ago for a quilt that I was working on and I got two yards. No, I got four yards because I was making two quilts. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I got four yards because I was making two quilts mm-hmm. and I got home and the same thing happened. Oh, yeah. So the same thing happened to me. I get home and I unroll it <laughs> and I have eight yards of 108. I had <laughs> it was just so much fabric. this purple fabric. That, and then you ended up only using it for one of the two quilts. Right. So like in addition to having more than you needed, like you have like four times what you yeah, actually needed. What I actually needed. So kind of an expensive mistake. But like, hey, pretty... if you like purple. Purple grunge. We got some fabric for you. <laughs> purple grunge. Purple moda grunge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just like, there's not really a balance between them checking with the backing, like the wide widths and like you knowing. Like I get really annoyed when they're like, are you aware that this is a 108 inch fabric? Right. Because then the opposite happened to you. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I know that's 108. Yeah, I freaking know, dude. <laughs> yes. You don't even quilt. I can tell. There's a bunch of boondoggles. <laughs> and every time you ask me what I'm making at Joanne, dude, you say, oh, I don't quilt. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I see you all the time. <laughs> um, all right. We have one more uh, write in. It was anonymous new quilter from Colorado route. I was buying fabric and the cut counter lady asked what I was working on. So I showed her the pattern and she made a disgusted face and said, ew, that is not the fabric I would choose. (laughs) It was for my sister going through chemo and it really hurt my feelings. Oh, that's so sad. (laughs) No wonder why she's anonymous. And then she says, my sister is fine, by the way. Fine now, BTW. BTW. (laughs) Tell me you're a millennial without telling me you're a millennial. Right, right. BTW. I'm just really glad her sister's fine. And I'm sorry you had to experience a cut counter Grinch. Yeah. Yeah. They're just nasty. Yeah. All right. That's our section for that. Do you want to go into what we're digging? Yeah. All right. Uh, What we're digging is where we share what we're what's like bringing us joy this week and it could be anything from a new notion it could be a cool pattern it could be fuzzy socks that we got for christmas (laughs) right it could be a way to blanket um what are you digging um i am digging the slowdown of the not holidays oh serious i i do love the holidays though like yeah cozy no i i love the cleanup on christmas day that was gonna be mine (laughs) I'll think of a new one. I, I really love the quick. not creating. Like I'm taking a break. Yeah. I have, I have no notions. I love I love the quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gearing up for graduation season. The, uh, January is like my Monday of the holiday of the year. Okay. What are you digging? Well, you took mine. <laughs> um, I'm digging the Modern Quilt Guild, particularly our Salt Lake Modern Quilt Guild. Like they've been really helpful along my quilting journey. I I'm just a jerk and I'm a little bit arrogant and not because I think I know better, but because like, I guess it comes from my like artistic creative side where it's like, I don't really want your input. Right. And like, they read that and they get it. So there's not a lot of like, I would do this. Mm -hmm. Like you experience with a lot of other quilt guilds or like the negativity. And there's so much like hype and celebration of what you're doing. And I would say... My stuff is, like, really far out there on the spectrum. And then there's, like, 
the like safer side of the spectrum, which is like a traditional quilt pattern that they've done in really modern prints. And like that is equally exciting for me. It's not what I would want to make, but I'm so happy that they're there and they're happy that I'm there. Yeah. And there's no animosity. And that's why I really, really, really really love the modern quilt. They're really great. And they cheer you on. They cheer everybody on. Like in every they have a they have a place at the table for yeah. everybody. I, I think our guild is the best, but I think you can find more modern quilt guilds if you are not in Utah. Mm-hmm. Just go to the MQG and you can search your area and find local chapters. Um if you're also if you're looking for a guild, you can like just do a, or go sorry, go into your fabric shop and Oh yeah. They like, ask them. They know. They also probably know of any groups. Like the one that I went to last week wasn't part of the MQG yeah. Modern Quilt Guild. Yeah. They were a whole separate just sewists yep. that get together. And inside that group, another woman said, oh, we have another group that separates from them. <laughs> you, like, like, back-to-back days of just new Quilt Guild. Oh, that'd be so fun. Just meet so cool. all the people. We're going on tour. <laughs> Go to all the guilds. <laughs> all the meetings. <laughs> Just kidding. I think I'd have a panic attack if I had to speak, like, in person. I could barely lead the group meeting, like, a couple of weeks ago. I was, like, hot and sweaty and shaky. It was, like, <laughs> I, it literally, I think it lasted, like, 15 the, the Utah County one that I went to last week, last Saturday, they were saying that they were looking for a president and a finance person yeah. in January. And I, like, looked at my mom and said, do I have time for that? And she said, No. <laughs> No, <laughs> don't you do, do that. that. Don't volunteer yourself. Don't do that. Don't do it. <laughs> All right. Um, we will link these in the show notes. Um, those can be found at www.thegratefulthreadpodcast.com under the show notes tab. And I will link my download for the Pattern Swatch key card there. Yep. And yeah, let's go. I think that was all the products. We didn't really have any. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, we'll just link the modern we'll, quilt. We'll link you anything can, we think of. And our favorite. We'll do a little roundup of our yeah. favorite. Yeah. Favorite. Why do I have favorite? <laughs> favorite fabric <laughs> shops. Yes, favorite fabric shops. We'll do that. For yeah. anybody who's local to Utah. Yep. I will link. There's a new one that opened closer than the one that I used to go to that is actually becoming my favorite. Yeah. Not gonna quite say. I haven't been there yet, and you keep talking about it. It's pretty super jealous. It's pretty phenomenal. So you'll have to check out the show notes to figure out what that new fabric shop is. Go to our (laughs) website. All right, guys. I think that's our episode. Thank you so much. Find us on Instagram at the Grateful Thread Podcast. And a quick reminder to submit those money-saving tips for our next episode on February 6th. And you can also online at our website, subscribe to our newsletter to get updates and reminders when the new episodes air, because I need reminders. We all need reminders. We're we busy do. moms, uh-huh. busy dudes. We Which love is, you dudes. We love you dudes. There's a place for everybody. Yeah. And a huge thank you to our inner circles for encouraging us to make the show and for the outpouring of enthusiasm particularly on Instagram. We love you, homies. The Grateful Thread podcast is created, hosted, and produced by Ashlyn Downs and Lacey Messerly. 
Our sound engineer is Nicholas Downs. And if you enjoyed our show, we would greatly appreciate it if you could take a quick moment to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so that we can grow the show and reach more fellow quilty friends without giving up on our dream. And we're really looking for some words of affirmation here, friends. Like, just lay it on. Lay, lay it on thick. Like, make us feel so special. Valentine's is coming up. Yeah. Just make us, like make all the love. our day. And share. Share on Instagram. Yeah. Push that little paper airplane. Share it to <laughs> share your it. friends. Share it. Send it to your friend. And, yeah. We will see you guys next time. Bye, Threadheads. Bye.